looking at Ephesians chapter 5, and uh, we're going to be looking at most of chapter 5, but we're really right in the middle of chapter 5, but we're going to look back. The, the key to Ephesians 5, because you heard last Sunday, we've been talking about it, but um, the reason I chose this particular hymn is that many, one of the most oft-asked questions is in the middle of these verses that are really the center of our Bible study today. Now, we're looking at all of chapter 5, in a sense, or we're going to get good long ways through it. But the, the key verse that we're looking at is, is verse 17. And so if you have your Bibles and would like to, let me see, I'm going to have to flip over. Ephesians 5.17, let's read it together. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. I've been asked many, many questions. I've been... Uh, I've had people challenge the Bible. I've had people say you can't prove the Bible. I've had people say uh, speaking in tongues is not real. I've had people ask all kinds of questions. But the most off question that I have ever been asked is how do I know the will of God. How do I know that's the will of God? Should I buy that? Should I go there? Should I marry him? Should I do this particular thing? And of course, that is a central element in this whole question about uh, what we're going to now think of as holiness. Is it up there now? Okay, so now our, uh, the other key verse, of course, which sheds light on how you cannot know. You do, you're not, so let's say it like, let's use the language, and I keep closing my Bible here, but let's keep using the language of Ephesians 5, and that is you cannot know the will of God in darkness. Let's say, for example, you're living like a devil. You are not going to find, l- l- listen, if you're having dinner with the devil, breakfast with the devil, tea time with the devil, you're not going to find the will of God. If everything you do is centered around something that is not the will of God, you are not going to find the will of God. That means, of course, when we speak of the will of God in this sense, and there are many ways to think think of the will of God. For example, God has a purpose and a plan. Everybody say purpose. All right? God has a purpose, but it doesn't always bring about his purpose. For example, he wants, how many knows? Now, listen, I'm not, this is not my lesson. We're trying to get into this whole notion about why the light brings us into the will of God. But you cannot find the will of God in the darkness. For example, what if, um, uh, and so the, uh, let's, let's go this direction for a minute. We're trying to just kind of bring it around. And that is that you, God has certain Things that are going to happen no matter what you do. You could marry the devil if there's such a, there's no such thing. But let's say, let's scratch that. That's a, that's not what I meant to say. Um, Sister French, God bless you. So good to see Sister French here this morning. Now, um, you could make a deal with the devil and it still wouldn't stop God. For example, the Antichrist is going to make a deal with the devil, but it's not going to stop God. The Lord is coming no matter what men do. That's God's purpose. He, the, he, he acts out of the counsel of his own will. Oh, hallelujah, brother friends. That's such good teaching. Now, okay, so there are things that you can't do a thing about. For example, it's appointed unto man once to die. 
So if you pray, I don't want to die ever, Lord, I want to live forever, you, you just wasted a whole lot of breath. Because that's not the will of God. It is not going to happen. So there is a sense in which the will of God is determined and known. It, this has caused some people to think that everything is determined. That he, God just says, okay, I want you to go to heaven, you to go to heaven, all you folks are going to hell. Well, wait, I want to go to heaven. No, sorry, I didn't pick you. You were in the wrong place at the wrong time. So goodbye. That's a, that, you may not know it, but that's a theological argument that's out there. I meet people every day, and I'm not going to tell you which branch of uh, Christian folks they are, but they're telling me nothing I do is going to keep me out of heaven. And I said, half of what you did today is going to keep you out of heaven. Oh, no, I'm more, more, once I'm man, once I was saved, I could act like a devil. No, when you start acting like a devil, you're showing who you are. And that's when you need to repent and do your first works over and all of that. Now, so the, the point, of, of course, is if you, there's another sense of the will of God, and that is you letting God do his work inside of your heart. You want God to work in you. You want his light to shine in you, and that's, of course, what this chapter is all about. The light of God shines in your life. Now, let's begin with verse 13, and it's on this screen. You have your Bible. Of course, you want to keep Ephesians 5. Oh, we're basically talking about Ephesians 5. And, and, of course, it's linked to the idea of holiness and wisdom, the wisdom of God, the will of God, and how the light of God brings righteousness. Darkness brings evil, but the light of God brings righteousness. So Ephesians 5.13 says, all things... Are you able to see that those words in the middle of the light there? Can you read those? All things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. Okay, so in other words, everything that is exposed, the word reproved means to expose it. Everything that is exposed, how the way we know what is sinful. For example, if you want to do the will of God, you have to uh, walk with him. You don't run after sin. If you run after sin, then you're, you're over there running after sin. And that's not, how many knows that God is not sin, a sinner and he's not over there running after sin? If you're trying to follow him, you have to follow him. And that's in righteousness and that's in light, not over there in the darkness. All things that are reproved are made manifest. That is, they're made visible. That's all that word means. So if they're exposed, it's because the, the, the spirit of God made it clear to us, made it visible to us. So how do I know the will of God? How do I know what is right, what is true? For example, how do I know I shouldn't kill people? The psychologist says, well, because a culture says you shouldn't kill each other, but, you know, maybe sometimes you should kill people. No, no, no. I, I know I shouldn't kill people because the Bible tells me so. How do I know God loves me? The Bible tells me so. All right. Now, so let's go to the next one. And uh, we're, uh, now we're, we're truly reviewing, but I want to do a quick walkthrough. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear what? Dear children. All right. And walk in love as Christ also hath loved us. So, and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice. Let's keep going because uh, that's all review. And then we come to verse eight and, and I'm reading it from the ESV. Now the ESV, if you're not familiar with it, we mostly use what some people call the King James, or I call it mostly the authorized. That's what it was called. For, and it's the oldest and most popular, way out there, way the most popular Bible in the whole world is in the English-speaking world. Obviously, you speak French, you're, you're using a French Bible. Verse 8 says, for at one time, you were darkness. I want to say you were darkness. You were darkness. How many knows it doesn't say in darkness? Okay, and I know enough Greek. I teach Greek. I've had eight years. So I have a degree in it. Just saying that so you know that the word in is not in the English or the French or the Russian or the Greek or anything. 
It doesn't say at one time you were in darkness because that's not the point. It, you were in darkness. That's said other places. Here he's making the point that at one time you were darkness. And in other words, you had no light in you. You were part of the darkness. Listen, if a young... I don't know why you're so stirred up. Listen, if a young 16-year-old here comes in... Uh, boy, I tell you what, I, I can't believe it. Just a simple lesson. But the Lord's here. There's something going to happen. I can tell you right now, there's something going on here. All right, so a 16-year-old boy out here decides, let, let's make it, since there are no children in here, I can be as transparent as possible. Uh, grabs, oh, I, I can't even say it. I was going to say something, I can't say it. Grabs your child. I, but I, that's as far as I can go with that. I just can't bear the thought of it. And then harm comes and all that the devil and all that evil does, they're not just in darkness, they're part of the darkness. The fact that they're 16 or they're this or they're that or they didn't have enough oatmeal that morning doesn't mean they're not a part of the darkness. Yeah, but my daddy did this and my mom. Yes, I know, but you have made yourself a part of the problem. You've got to get in the light and get out of the problem. All right, so you were one time, you were darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. Walk as children. Say that with me. Walk as children of light. Verse 3, it's at the, uh, let's skip that. Verse three. Okay, let's skip that. Now let's keep going. Verse 6, we're going back and forth. We're going back and forth because the concepts, we're trying to make them walk a easier to follow. Verse, uh, I'm up at, <coughs> hold on, let's see where we are. Yeah, let's, let's go to the next one, the white slide. Let no man deceive you with vain words. Don't let anybody tell you that this isn't true, in other words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God. Everyone say the wrath. That was just a few of us, but it's enough to get, make the point. The wrath of God comes on the children of disobedience. Walking in darkness brings its own judgment. You can say all day long, well, it's because this and then. No, no, I know that. I understand that. I'm sympathetic with it. I know people are in sin because somebody hurt them or abused them. I know there's all kinds of people doing things they maybe wouldn't have otherwise done if sin hadn't destroyed their lives. But they're now a part of that darkness. They bought into it. Hey, by the way, there are millions of people that were abused and troubled and all these things. And they had chains on their hands, but they were delivered they stepped into the light of the Holy Spirit. They walked away from the wrath of God, walked into his open arms. But uh, be not ye therefore partakers. In other words, don't, uh, don't do it, all right? And walk as children. At the bottom now, under the chains, it says, uh, walk as children of light, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. Now, see, that, that concept is its own Bible lesson. That's an entire, that's a three-week Bible lesson right there. Prove what is acceptable unto the Lord. Now, we're in a culture that wants to prove they only want what they want. And, and I'm going to tell you something, my friend. I know we all struggle with being selfish and all the rest, but to just only care about what you want in your little telephone and your little iPhone, I'm going to preach on the iPhone now. Whoa, I'm feeling good. I want to tell you, the minute it's just you and your toys, you have stepped into a very dangerous place. You can't even, well, you're just about as fooled as a human mind can get. 
Verse 11, and have no fellowship with, I'm rushing because this is old stuff. We're trying to get to the, to the new. Have no fellowship. But they say fellowship. Have no fellowship. Now, this is the same. I'm seeing people here today that are miracles. Praise God. All over this building. Anybody had a miracle in your life this week? God has done something for you? Hallelujah. Of course, whether there was a, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at miracles sitting here today. I thank God for it. Have no fellowship. Someone asked me, well, what if I watch that? It's, you know, it's a dirty, filthy mess. But I, I don't let, one guy was actually telling me it didn't affect him. I said, <laughs> I said that, that's how affected you are. You are so affected by it. You don't even recognize what it's doing to you. He was beating his wife and had no clue that it was the life he was living. And I said, you let, of course, let's leave that little session alone. All right. Because I didn't like it much. Uh, but what they were asking me, let's go back to the first one. It's a little more calm. And that is have no fellowship with. Can I watch that? No. No, you can't watch that. You can't bring that into your life. Why would you bring that into your life? Well, I put the kids to bed, and then I watch that kind of stuff, and it just, you know, I like that. What, you, what are you liking that for? Why are you liking something that is so perverse and so wrong? What, what, if, if you say, well, it's just that one guy, ah, that's, uh, you know, the way, uh, you know, it's just the way, that, isn't that just what everybody does? They do things that are horrible? No, no. People that are in the light uh, see things differently. Now, it doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean tomorrow you're going to be a per perfect Christian. But it means that in the light you can see all the things that God is, his will and his purpose and what he's doing. You can understand better when you're in, if you're in the darkness. You don't. But don't have any fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. You say, why? Well, the, the reasons are so many. It takes a lifetime to figure it all out. Why would you not have fellowship with evil? Well, it seems somewhat obvious, but someone said, well, that's innocent. The fact that you think it's innocent is why you need to stay away from it. You think that's innocent when that is your very problem right there. Oh, I lie like that. That's no big. I just lie like that. I don't really. It's no big serious problem. It may be the biggest problem that you're facing because instead of listening to the Lord you are you're you're your own little God you're telling yourself what you can and can't do and darkness is okay when darkness is not okay but rather expose it look at it see it for what God says read the Bible how many knows you should read the Bible right now they may be singing it do they ever sing that up there do I see I don't, all the teachers are up there read your Bible pray every day we said when I was uh, young man and traveling and doing kids services, I would go and I'd teach them. I'd do little uh, puppet concerts and, and uh, we'd sing, read your Bible, pray every day. And we'd have them stand up and you grow, grow, get on the top of your feet, at the tippy of your toes. Because it will read your Bible, it makes a difference. Uh, for it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. Let's continue. Now we're back to our main verse. All things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is, is light. Now we're going to skip verse 14 because, well, let's read it. Let's not just skip it. Um, wherefore he saith, that is uh, <clears throat> Isaiah 60 says, Awake thou that sleepest 
and arise from the dead and Christ shall give thee light. In other words, that's not a direct quote. That is a partial quote with other aspects of Paul's meaning put in here. Awake thou that is asleep, arise from the dead and Christ shall give thee light, which is a number of metaphors all put together in one. You're sleeping and you're not only sleeping, you're dead. And, and of course, you're in darkness, and, but Christ is the answer. How many knows that Jesus is the answer? All right, now let's keep going because this is what we're trying to get to. I think we just made it. Okay, now the next picture. Do you see another picture? Did they already go to the other picture? The scary one? Okay, I was, I was going to do that uh, more scary than that. All right, so now we come to verse 15. See then, everybody say, see then. In other words, I've been talking about all this that we've been all morning. We've been talking about it. And now see then based on all that, that you walk circumspectly. Now, at the bottom, you see that I know the word circumspectly is an old word, but uh, it simply means to walk very carefully. Everybody say carefully. Uh, <clears throat> you know what? I, I have no idea. I, I, Sister French. Maybe, uh, I, I hope you got me a watch. I, I'm just praying you got me a watch. Lord, I hope this. Uh, did you get me a watch? You can't fib. Uh, you have to tell. You didn't get me a watch? Well, now I'm, now I'm upset. Um, the only way I can know the time is to carry this thing here around. And they laugh at me. I mean, they laugh at me like I'm a, a dinosaur. Because I had this itty little bitty telephone. And they're walking around with these gigantic. Brother French, do you have yours? I'll show you one. <laughs> See, I've got the mic. I get, to, I get to do the preaching. And so they just laugh at me. And they say, why don't you get one of these gigantic phones? I said, what are you going to do when you have to carry them in a backpack? What is, is that an iPhone? All right. Well, it's an iPhone. I, I preach against them, but all right. Uh, I, no, I, I don't preach against them. I'm just kidding. They say I'm preaching against them. I'm not preaching against them. But anyway. If I had a watch, I would know. I, even now, I don't know. I can't find the time. on here. Okay. All right. Here we go. Um, and we now know the time. So it's been all this time, and it says, see then that you walk circumspectly uh, or carefully. This is an interesting word. Now, I know you could have said, well, why didn't they just translate it carefully? Because, well, it was 400 years ago, and th th they had their own reasons. Um, most what we might call modern translations would say something like carefully. So you walk carefully. But it's more than just using care, okay? I know you don't want to hear it. I know it's, I'm getting too deep here. But it means using care as to the accuracy of your walk. Now, the picture at the bottom is a fake, okay? I'm not trying to pretend that's a real picture of, uh, I, I don't know where it came from, but it's a fake. Um, but it does 
help me to even a teeny tiny. And of course, the, the snake there is not a fake. That's a that's a rattler. That's a diamond back. That I search for exactly the picture of the story that I'm about to uh, tell you in two seconds here. Uh, some years ago, I I read a book of a man's life, and in the story, he's kind of a well-known fella, and he was one of these outdoorsmen's type, and he would uh, hike the mountains out west. And one day, he tells of how he was a little over anxious or whatever, and he usually was very sure-footed and careful, but this particular day, he uh, he f slipped between uh, two huge rocks that were kind of jagged. I mean, I, you, you, I hope you get the picture. And he, he didn't break his leg, but he did wound himself, and he wedged himself. In other words, when he slipped off of the rock... And he slipped down. He cut himself rather badly. Uh, nearly broke bones, uh, as best I recall. I mean, it's, it's in a book. I, I'm, not, I'm just telling you the best I can. And he slipped into the, the, like what I would think of as the crevice. And, and his leg got wedged. And he tried to get out. And he thought, I'm going to reach up to the, uh, to the, to the ledge. Like, you know, and I'm going to try to see if I can get, work myself out of here. He was stuck there alone out in the wilderness uh, of the, I forget the park. It was like Yellowstone, but not Yellowstone, but right out that, that way. And uh, when he did, when he looked up and he grabbed, going to grab the, the ledge, kind of pull himself up, he kind of, you know, oh, and it's trying to say, did I break my, you know, whatever he thought was broken, his leg or whatever. And he looked on the rock right in front of him. That's what was there. A diamondback rattler. That's why I grabbed that photo. One like that. And uh, the main thing I I'm telling you the main thing I remember about the story. I got, I'd have to go back and read the thing, read the book. But uh, but anyway, the, he knew the rattler was about to strike. Now you say, what is what are we what are we saying here? The fact that he failed to use caution brought him face-to-face -face with a deadly rattlesnake. And I don't mean it was in the vicinity and he could get a stick and throw it, you know. I know, I, I know people handle snakes and all that, and they, they uh, you know, play with them or whatever, and they, they know how to not be bit. But if you just broke your leg and you're in the rock and a hard place and, and you're in the crevice and you, you can barely move and it's right there and you can tell that it's ready to strike, and that's what I, that's what I was looking for, this pose right here. And he's only uh, about 12 inches from your face. And you're thinking, okay, I'll, uh, he, he, he tells in there all the things that went through his mind, and it's really amazing. Now, I don't like snakes at all, period. I'm sorry. I know some of you'd love them, and that's, you know, that's fine. <laughs> but I, I don't. I just, it, there's something about them that's really, uh, you know, just, I just don't really care much for them. I know people say, oh, Brother Richard, it's my, it's my pad. It's just so sweet. And well, when he's gone, invite us over. Um, no, that's just kidding. Uh, but because of his, uh, I'm not saying he was, you know, meant to do it. He didn't mean to do it. But because of his lack of caution, where he normally it was extremely careful, 
And he explains what took place. And I, immediately, and I wasn't thinking of Ephesians, but when I read it, I immediately thought of it in the spiritual context. That there was the serpent right in his face. And he, because of his own way he was walking, he ended up in this predicament. But the snake never, uh, never uh, moved. And he couldn't, he couldn't even, I mean, he, he was trying all these things. Should I grab it? Should I, should I push it? Should I, what am I going to, how do I do it? And the snake, be, now, I know this is, I just realized this has taken me way longer than I should. And I've got to check the time again. Um, it began to hit him with the bone of its face in his face. And bl- uh, that's what I mean. There are no children, so please, I know that's a little graphic. And did so several times, many times. I don't know the number, many times. He tried everything he was trying to keep from getting, uh, well, obviously what he was trying to do, and he couldn't stop. And eventually it got tangled up in his sweater. The fangs, that's the, what stopped it. I just remembered that, that, just recalled what stopped it. It, it didn't hit the face and it hit his sweater and the fangs got caught in the sweater and that's when he was able to grab that snake this this went on for quite a while and uh it was a story that you don't quickly forget see then that you walk not uh, that you walk circumspectly not as fools not foolishly we might say but as wise now let me see what's next here Uh, okay hold on let's not go too fast um so circumspectly means that it is important how accurately you walk in the will of God. You don't just say, hey, man, I'm up here on a mountain, man. I'm just gonna. I mean, you, you can do it, but you're a goof if you do it. I mean, I'm not up running the top of the mountains, but I'm, I mean, if that's where you're at, um, you have to be very, use caution and you don't just say, I don't care what the Lord wants. What kind of a, what, what, what is that? What, how, do, how do people get away with talking like that? Well, they, what they really mean is, I'm my own boss, man. I just, no, you're not. You, you may think you are, but the day's going to come. See, the day, I mean, life is going to play itself out. It would be far better no matter what you're facing. Anybody glad you got the Lord in your life no matter what you're facing? Can we just praise him a little bit and thank him for it? Father, help us to walk accurately and humbly before God and long for your presence because as sure as I stand here, there is an enemy that longs to attack. For nothing else. Now, I'm going to say this. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. Oh, my goodness. This is supposed to be simple. Okay. For no other reason, you ought to walk before your God and try to find his will is for your children. You should do it for your children. You should say, Lord, I'm not a very good, you know, I'm not good at this, but for my children so I can do the, I want to do the right thing. Just hand, you're just handing them your old worn out excuses to live by. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't live like that. Someone said, well, I, I'm going to make it, you know, uh, uh, hey, I, I'm as good as, one guy told me, this was the most, one of the more recent ones I've heard, uh, uh, I'm as good as, as the, talking about you guys, <laughs> you all, the church here, oh, I'm as good as they are, it was kind of a put down, but 
what they meant was, I, I, they may think they're really super Christians, but I'm, I'm as good as they. In other words, my philosophy is as good as anybody else's. Well, let's ask that question when eternity faces you square in the face. Ask that question again. It's not about how good they are. It's about how good God is. He is the God that you should be serving. And if you're only passing on to your children how to drink the booze and how to live the some life and how to get even and all that, it is a sad inheritance. But God is great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. All right, so let's keep going. Uh, everybody say praise the Lord. Okay. Uh, all right, here we go. Now, we, we, if we could just get another verse or two, we'd be all right. So not as I'm repeating it now. I'm going back to the end of the verse. Uh, here we go. This is the picture of the clock that's being blown. Uh, you know, I, I searched for a long time for one of these. This picture, I don't know who did it, but I was so glad they, they put this. This isn't real, of course. It's been uh, somebody was wanting to talk about something similar evidently to what I'm talking about. Not as fools, but as wise. In other words, use wisdom. The wisdom of God. Anybody that says, I don't need God, that's a fool. The man has said in his heart, I, I, there is no God, that's a fool. You say, well, you shouldn't, you shouldn't judge people. No, no, I should be judging based on what God's word says. I'm going to look at the world and say, someone said, well, you don't know, you don't know anymore. That I know whatever God says. If Jesus said it, it's true. Hallelujah. Praise God. Someone was even talking about, well, how do you know that's real? How do you know speaking in tongues is real? They want me to, like, you know, get a microphone. Oh, oh, come on, speak in tongues. Like that, you know. Want me to get tape recordings and prove it. Get, get, some, uh, get some, uh, uh, some expert to say that's some kind of a language. That's what they wanted. This was in no little setting either. This was at a university. They wanted me to tape record and then take it to someone. And I said, well, okay, I th let's do that. And then what's going to happen if that happens to be the tongues of angels or a language that no one has even cataloged? There are over 6,000 languages. And there is no expert that knows them. Well, but they can judge by the syntax and the way you, your, your voice inflection and so on. That it might be real. They may not know what it is, but they could tell whether that's just a bunch of gibberish or not. That's what they wanted. I said, well, then what would you do? Let's say you tested it and it wasn't gibberish. What would you do? Exactly what you're doing now. Same thing you're doing now. You'd say, well, some idiot, some old, some old poor person over here on Terra, what right do they have to become a child of God and a king and a child of the king? I'll tell you how. Because the blood of Jesus washes us and gives us peace and hope. We're not living foolishly. We're living in the wisdom of God. I don't need a PhD to know I serve a mighty, powerful, and all-knowing God. Redeeming the time. Everybody say redeeming. Now look at the bottom there. Redeeming means to buy up or buy back. In other words, you used to waste your time at the bar, but now you're redeeming it. You're going back and saying, I'm not wasting another minute. I'm going to live wisely and love God with all my heart. So if you're spending your time gossiping, you're destroying and squandering your spiritual potential. If you're spending your time sinning, whatever, my point is, if, if, if that's what your life is, 
because that was directed directly at people that are saved. But then, of course, if you're not a Christian and your whole life is spent walking in darkness, what Christianity does, what the truth does, what the light does is it lets you see the clock. Hey, you've given me another chance. I'm a new person. Anybody here thankful for what God has done in your life? He's made a new person. Now let's look at, I, I, hold it, let me see what's next. La, 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 oh, oh my goodness. Um, one more time. All right. Not as fools, but as wise. All right, redeeming the time. Buying it back. So what I mean by, so here's how I'm taking buy it back. This is exactly what it means. So I take the opportunities that living in the light has given me I redeem it. I go back and I take the opportunities that being changed and made in the image of God has given me. And I use it now to do the will of God. So though once sinners squandering our created potential, we now take advantage of the light of truth all around us for righteousness sake. We know we don't have long. Because we can see the time. Everybody say the time. I add that, that little one in there, but I, I actually do believe that. I believe that's part of what Paul is talking about, but that's another aspect. We know we don't have long, but we make life count. We know the Lord is coming, in other words. And we make it, and therefore, we redeem it. We buy the time back that we had lost because we wouldn't have any time at all had we remained in sin. But because God brings us into the truth, see that days are evil all around us. What are we going to do? We need to do righteousness in an evil world. Hallelujah. We need to love everybody. We don't need to waste any time on hating people. We need to love people. Make a difference, praise God. And let me tell you, this is exactly what the devil fears the most. Let's lift our hands and ask God to help us to be a part of the solution. Father, right now I pray that we'll be a part of the solution. Let your will be done in Jesus' name. All right, everyone said amen. Amen. All right, I'm almost there. I think I'm going to do it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. I'm glad you're excited. All right, here we go. So living in God's light means to be in his will. Now, the concepts that we were talking about, look at the little blue strip. These concepts are the very definition of living in wisdom. If you hate people, let's say for the color of their skin or their whatever, you just hate people, then that is not wise. That's foolishness. And you need to repent of it. How do you, how do you overcome it? You repent of it. You quit doing it. You start saying, Lord, make me what it ought to be. Help me be more like thee. That's a song, by the way. Anybody ever heard that song? Lord, help me to be more like thee. Where'd they all go? Do they think I'm giving my time up? All right. Instead of living foolishly, the child of God uses care to live in his will. So I'm restating to, to, uh, to live in his will. Oh, Lord, I want to do your will. Someone said, I could never. Someone told me, I could never live for God. He's, he's too hard. He, 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 he won't let me lie or cheat. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, oh, never mind. They, okay, thank you all. That's so helpful. Um, they put a big clock back there for me. Thank you so much. Um, instead of living foolishly, the child of God uses care to live in the will of God, recognizing the truth because we're in the light, including that he's coming back, and then living out our spiritual potential in this life for his purposes. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding. Everybody say understanding. 
That's a very special Greek word, by the way, but I don't have time to, there. Understanding what the will of the Lord is. At the bottom, I've given you the Greek word, but it means it's a special word that means you, you have an increased comprehension of what suddenly you wake up one morning and you say, thank you, Jesus. Some of you are going to get a revelation. It's going to come like a comprehension of his will in your life. Because that's what you long for. You long for it and he's going to give it to you. All right, now let's go to the last verse. Uh, I'm going to go to the end of the verse before I go to the beginning of the verse. But be filled with the what? The spirit. That's the ultimate wisdom. So there's an emphasis. See the person with his hands up right in the middle. There's a little bit of a circle I put there. All right, the emphasis is a contrast between drunkenness and being filled to the spirit. Now, some people want to make the, the false notion that, well, it's okay to drink a little as long as I don't fall out and uh, pass out on the sidewalk. And that's not, uh, not even slightly what they're talking about. All right, so be filled with the Spirit. Everybody say that with me. Be filled with the Spirit. So, let's look at it. Living Spirit-filled or walking in the Spirit. I'm over to the right now. See, I'm over there. All right, walking in the Spirit is uh, are the same thing they equal each other so when you live in the spirit that means you're walking in the spirit but it does not mean to have merely a little bit of the spirit it isn't saying that it's okay to have a okay let's use the contrast i i want to drink booze but i won't drink much that's okay but i'll get filled with the spirit that's better that's not the contrast it's not saying a little bit of booze is okay and a bunch of booze is bad. That would be the same as saying I can have a little bit of the spirit, that's okay, but a bunch of the spirit, that's fine. That's not the point at all. The contrast is the ultimate wisdom is to walk in the spirit. Not a little bit's okay. I'm going to walk in the spirit. The ultimate foolishness is this example of being drunk now, some people get goofed up because of the word excess in the King James. So let me be clear. I'm almost there. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess. The ESV says, for wherein is excess, they put this. For that is debauchery. Now, everyone, don't, don't say, don't just say with me. Everybody smile. It's okay. I, I feel the Holy Ghost is kind of doing it. There's like a, <laughs> whoa. I mean, it's a, whoa. It's like the Holy Ghost is doing something. All right. What, what do we mean by debauchery? That is a word, by the way. It's a tough word, but it is a word. And that is this word. It has nothing to do with, oh, don't drink too much. Oh, go drink all you want, but just don't fall out in the street. What kind of advice would that? If you don't have enough sense to know, well, no, let's stop right there. That's debauchery. That's what it, the word is. And the word debauchery, you notice I gave you the, the definition here. Taking, in, I'm going to, not the definition, but now I'm interpreting it into this definition. Taking sin to the extreme. When you are drunken, and that's the world's idea of a good time, it's a false good time. You've taken the world as far as it can go and you've filled yourself up with booze as far as you can go. That is debauchery. It is wrong. The ultimate wisdom is to abandon what the world has to offer and to turn to the wine of the spirit. 
and be filled with the Spirit. Could you stand with me? I, I, I don't want to look at the time because I don't want to feel bad. Let's, let's stand all across the building and let's pray that God will pour His Spirit out all over this community and into our family. Some of you have loved ones right now you're praying for.